Welcome to Fiction to Function. I'm Sean Melton. I'm Jubal Burton. And I'm Matt Joyner. That was the like ninth time we 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 uh, I had to start this episode because there's like 19 things in this room that make noise, and we had to. <laughs> so this is like this is take 55, and what we're gonna do is uh, take a little trip back into our friends in fiction. Uh, series i guess again i've always been the worst with this this is how you see i bad at podcast this is how i podcast badly this is how i podcast very badly and whatever the case um this is our friend matt joiner and matt is i think literally well with i think one exception the oldest friend that i have and truly familiarity does breed contempt <laughs> no, Matt is Matt. I've known Matt since, um, and I, I we'll just dive right into this here, Matt. Matt, we we've talked about this a little bit before. How did we meet? Uh, well, I mean, we did a few things. We worked at Chick Fil A, but I think even before that, yeah, uh, yeah, it was kind of a dark time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every time for Chick Fil A, they don't get. We're not going to get any love from the Chick Fil A no, crew. Not not a Chick Fil A sponsor. For I love Chick Fil A's food. It was just a nightmare of a job. Yeah, like, it was, was awful. Uh, we did that play. We were in a play together. We we hung out. It's interesting because this was kind of another one of those situations where uh, it was like I guess you hung out with people who I was hanging out. This is around like high school time. Yeah. Right, right. We were in high school, and Matt was, uh, yeah, and somehow we wound up doing a, uh, let's call it community theater. <laughs> <laughs> but we were, yeah, we were in a play. Do you remember what it was called? Oh, gosh. Um, no? Something like uh, City Cousins, Country Cousins kind of thing. Yeah, it was some Christmas thing. I don't remember the, the oh, name God, of it. That yeah. awful. You've never have you ever heard of this? Country cousins. Have you heard of this, Jubal? No. I know the city mouse, the country mouse. No, did you know like we old... were in this play though? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Matt was the country cousin. Matt never shuts up about his play acting days. He's always like, you know, I used to He's be like, plays. Like, I used to be a hot commodity in the local <laughs> local theater community. <laughs> in the local high school theater community. <laughs> yeah, so Matt was the lead Matt was like the like head of the country cousins. And I was the head of the city cousins. What a nightmare. Oh yeah, it went really badly. I think that the the less it's less interesting how we met, which I mean it's funny if you if you don't know us well and you just heard that you there's no way you believe what I just said is that it's less interesting how we met because you're like whoa, whoa whoa what is this play and it's a, just a, it was a nightmare just no it was as bad as, as as community theater can be and we were what sixteen uh somewhere around there yeah sixteen seventeen yeah we had high hopes and 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 uh, our 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 barometer for cringe was set very low. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was that whole incident where uh, I was supposed to open a chest and read something oh, from I a piece of paper, about that. and then they forgot that he didn't know how to read. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they forgot to put the piece of paper in there, so I had to make up the rest of the words, the letter, like the rest write. of the letter that I was supposed to long, read. Because it was a long letter. It was it like was, a, yeah, it was pretty long. It was like a paragraph long, and I had to make it up on the spot, and it was pretty <laughs> bad. Yeah, I'll I'll never forget that. And God, this, so this this is important, and this is a really important part to this 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 whole we met, how we met puzzle, is that Matt because um, it's never been easy, you know. It's like you, you start off so rocky, and it's just been rocky ever since. It never stopped. <laughs> that's exactly rocky. what it is. No, Matt, Matt, Matt still can't. Matt still like where's the piece of paper in the chest? 
That's a metaphor. See if you can pick it up. I still don't know. <laughs> but no, honestly though, what this is what's so funny is that Matt, and this is why I say what's how we met. It Matt, was how, I that took the paper out of the chest, by the way. How how <laughs> I, I met How I met Matt. No, that's char- that's a character arc. That's stupid play that they didn't ask me to be in. I'm gonna sabotage you it. You didn't see this play though. No, right? absolutely not. Okay, so what's funny is I didn't is, sabotage it, but I didn't watch it. I wouldn't have been there in a million years. <laughs> I would have so, been there in a million years. Yeah, like, good choice. So what's funny is is where Matt's concerned. We hung out in in the same circles, but Matt, I kn- I didn't I remember like I I feel like I I didn't hear Matt say a word until like two years into knowing him. You were a very really quiet guy. You're still a quiet guy if you don't know yeah. you. Yeah. If you don't know you. Right. Yeah. And that's what's so interesting is I was always like Matt's like a and so that's part of what's so funny is when Matt turned up and looked at me and he was just this quiet, sweet, kind-hearted kid and he was like, "There's no paper." in this box. I was like, <laughs> you can imagine. The first words he ever heard you say. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, and I was like, oh, it was so bad too. And I, I was like, because I remember being like, under my breath, being like, make it up. Make it up. And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, the crook, the Christmas Critter Cousins will I think be I even back. said the wrong thing. Oh. I was supposed to say, uh, like something like the, the country co- cousins give the, the all the, the, Air. Yeah, the air of the like. It was something about like the uh, our our, was our, it? our our uncle or something was like really rich, and we were rich and snooty, and you guys were homey and and you Just know good natured, all, all around better people, and they gave it to you guys, and and I said they they gave it to the city the city folk who were <sighs> kind of jerks jerks yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it was didn't a make nightmare. any sense, and I think I was like no oh wait what it's his country cousins and it was it was a nightmare it was like it was bad okay so. But the reason that this is interesting to me, and I think that this will probably come up later in, in what we're kind of talking about, is that uh, it was so interesting for me to have known Matt and to have de- developed such, I feel like, a very strong and, and, and uh, eventually such a, an intimate relationship with you. But yet it started on just purely like being around each other and just doing the same things at the same time. Yeah. And slowly I got to know you more and more, and I was like, wow, Matt's, you know, I can get, I, I like this Matt fellow. Um, did you meet Matt through us, Jubal? No, I met Matt, uh, I met Matt once again, bringing back the, bringing back the dunk truck to Chick-fil-A. Um, I met Matt at Chick-fil-A. And the funny thing is, I had the exact opposite impression of Matt. Because the thing is, when you're working there, no one wants to talk. Like, there was always, obviously, people who don't shut up, but like, it's not a friendly environment, you know? So I was like, I didn't particularly perceive Matt as a quiet person, but when we were closing... That was, like, the first time I experienced someone that would just, like, sing a song they wanted to sing, and, like, no one else is, like, smacking them in the back of the head. Yeah. Matt's that a really good singer. because I actually sound good. Matt's a really good singer. Well, no, I was going to toot your horn, and then you tooted it yourself, and now I have to take... that didn't like to hear any words I needed to make it known. Too. Now I have to take the toot from you. Yeah, now to untoot that horn. I untoot it. put it on his I head. untoot it. Matt's fine. No, Matt's a good singer. Matt is a good singer. That That is, by the way, is a caveat to my friendship with Matt. As, as quiet as he could be, uh, I remember, like, I went to karaoke with it. We used to go to karaoke a lot, actually. And, like, one of the first times, I was like, holy crap. What's Matt? What is a Matt? So what you were saying he, he used yeah, to sing It's like, uh, what's, what's that movie about the girl that takes off her glasses and... and uh, Princess Diaries? No, she takes off There's her glasses. There's a bunch of these. And... She's Freddy, all that. Fringe, yes, she's all that. It's Matt's all that. It's like he goes up to karaoke and like, oh my god, he's yeah. so hot. He's the she. <laughs> he's the she. He's the un. He's, he's the. He's, he's all Matt. He's the brunette from. He's from all she's Matt. all that. Okay, so so that's how you. That was your experience with Matt. So you yeah, worked with him. I worked with Matt, and I. Did think, you meet Matt before you met us? 
I met you both separately. It was funny because I was already working at Chick-fil-A when I met you guys. So I think I technically met Matt first. And then when I met you guys, I was like, yeah, I work at Chick-fil-A. Oh, our buddy Matt works here. I'm like, oh, yeah, Matt, I know him. And then I never hung out with the two of you at the same time. I think it was pretty close. Until a while. The time that I met you and I met Sean. That we got close, right? No, cause you yeah, were... it was around the same yeah, time. You, no, I think you must have met me like two years before him, right? Because, but... I mean, I worked... Uh, what did I work at Chick-fil-A? I was you like 16 18. or 17. You were 18 when I met you, and I was 16. I know that I knew you as like the kid who was like, I never really talked to. Who was I like, think I knew Sean first. Yeah. Then. That yeah, makes no, sense. I, that makes sense okay. to say. And I knew you before I knew Sean. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's hope we gotta hope that this is interesting to anybody who listens. Oh, I, that's not gonna. Be. I, I just have to. It's so funny because I'm like I have to explain. This is like my, my the intention with this is always to give a frame of reference for this person. So you just go, you don't go like I don't know who that dude is. And when you start reading, oh Matt's on this one, you know this is the match winner from that episode. And I think that it's interesting because a lot of these bonds, and we'll get to this in like one second, <laughs> is that they they kind of for me most of the bonds that I've made in my life have really come significantly from. Uh, a shared affinity for, uh, you know, m- movies, books, things like that. Because our relationship, do you remember what really, what do you think, what would you, in your assessment, what, what would you say really started us having a, developing a very close relationship? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember the start of it really. It's been a long time. I've known you for 15 Yeah, years. it's, it's been a very long time. Um, Dragon Ball Z. No, I mean that's that's a. I've literally sh- known you about half my life now. That's a so. shared uh, interest that we both have that that we didn't really connect on that. Connect on that. Yeah, that was a big deal though. But uh, yeah, so well, uh, let, let, let's switch it to this. You have um, like you're my buddy. It's you, me, and Seth that are like we're the Criterion crew, right? right? Sure. So, and yeah. you're and you'll 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 buy uh, these like really. You'll even go. You'll buy these like actually really expensive like create like nova media or things like that which yeah is, if i if i like it enough yeah. if you like the film enough you'll get which i think comes from the nature i think you're naturally a collector sort of like collecting is something that's makes sense for you right? yeah it also comes from an enjoyment for it, it seems to me that you seek out uh kind of fringe um like the interesting like like i mean you're i know you're into foreign film this is something else we share Right. And I think that that all kind of stems from this like explore explorative nature in terms as it pertains to fiction. And I think that that's something that we connected on on some level. Where did that start? Do you remember? Like, what was the the, the question is really what what is the role of fiction in your life? But specifically, like how I, I want to frame it in in that sense, where uh, kind of looking into new and exciting things things that interest you. Right. Um. I mean, I always have loved like a good story yes just like anything that is plot wise character wise that just thing that's so I'm, I'm imaginary kind of sure. like something that can take you away from your average day-to-day life escapism yeah yeah, yeah basically sure. escapism yeah and i think that's definitely yeah that has to be where it started do you remember like the first stuff you loved like where where did it go back because you've always been into stories right yeah and you're a very this is the best way to put it. I've kind of stumbled over my words a lot, and poor anybody who's listening, I guess, in terms of like. But I, I, I would say your, your your taste is very specialized. Sure. And so, do you remember I where mean, that kind of started? I mean, it started with probably a lot of the things that you liked as a kid, and Star Wars, sure, Indiana Jones, yep, things like that. Um, I kind of developed more of a taste of uh, Asian culture stuff as I got older. Right. Um, where did that start with? 
It's gonna sound. I know. I know. It's probably gonna start from um, something that is very probably cliche. probably Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Or Pokemon. Yep. Uh, it's like the kind of like the gateway. <laughs> Those are gateway drugs. Gateway <laughs> anime. Right. Sure. <laughs> That's so uh, and then I kind of developed uh, more of a taste toward uh, foreign cinema. Um, Actually, specifically a lot of uh, Asian Japanese films, right? and Asian films. Yeah. Uh, through I watched Seven Samurai. That's so uh, cool. Our friend Trevor actually had it on in the living room one day, and I sat down and watched it, and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I looked into more of Akira Kurosawa's films, and they really interested me. They're excellent. So I, I looked into a lot of other uh, Japanese, Asian, ch- uh, Chinese, Korean things, uh, and it just, there's something special there that is different from American cinema. Yes. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what it is right but it's it speaks to me personally and yeah. it's, it's very much interests me yeah well and that's i guess that that's what i mean is that you always kind of go i guess in it, I, this really is like for better or for worse um but your opinion is 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 usually somewhat different than than most people's and i think it's because you are a very i do think you're an introspective person and i think that you're a person who looks at uh your attention kind of goes on, you know, these elements of a story that are kind of like fringe, which I really appreciate. Yeah, I mean, I think that I... You're not mainstream, that's what I would say. Okay. Which sure. I think is a good thing. What do you... Would you agree or... Well, I was going to say that I think that I... Uh, when you get it... When you watch a movie or you read a book, per se, or right. if you... Uh, a comic or anything like that... I usually take what they give you, and I, I go by that that story's rules, kind of. Yeah. It's so like, if, if a movie is like, you know, people will say, oh, I didn't like this movie because it wasn't believable, or if I don't like this movie because it seemed like, I don't know, um, the characters weren't believable, or something like that. Sure. Um, it doesn't get to me as much, because I kind of I kind of take the movie as... as it's it's world building like yeah. uh, the movie's world building. I I take that, and then I kind of I'm not I'm not really sure how to say. So it's this. not so much a suspension of disbelief. It's more so just like accepting what they give you, and then like making sure that they stay in realm of what they've kind of created. Yeah. Well, I think you like have... their their world building. As long as they stay to their world building rules. Yeah. Like I think that's. That's great. I've always known you to have a very active imagination, right? Yeah. Ever since you were young. And I think that if you take that mixed with the fact that you have a... Because I'll tell you right now, for example. And it's funny, like, you're wearing a... Right now, Matt's wearing a Cowboy Bebop shirt. It's very comfortable. Yes. It's also cool. <laughs> Cowboy, Cowboy, Bebop, Cowboy Bebop's great. But this is what's interesting is, like, for me, there's, like, four or five animes that I can really appreciate. And you know this. I have a hard time with sometimes the way that the message is translated to the viewer. But yeah. you accept it easier. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. And I, this is something for... This is one... And I think, actually, you would agree with me on this. I think we share this a little bit more. But I have a really hard time with French New Wave. Yeah. And it's interesting because the older I've gotten, the more I can accept... Um, I Give mean, me an example of a French New Wave film. Have you seen uh, Breathless or... Um, Breathless. Um, what was that? Uh, Parole Le Fou. 400, not 400 Blows. That was kind of before that. Yeah, that one's a little bit... I, that, um, I, I actually love that film. But uh, you, you, other ones in terms of what's like... What's an American movie that's been done in the style of French New Wave? 
don't know that there has been. Okay. Like even okay, have you seen Amelie? Okay. I've, um, I've seen kind of parts. Oh, I saw that other movie that the same guy did. I It's in French, but it's essentially like... Yeah, same director. It's it's kind of more stylistic. It doesn't always have like much of a plot going. Right. Anything by Jean-Luc Godard. Anything by that. Anything like this. It's, it's, it's what it comes down to, I guess, is like... And this is... The reason I, I bring that up is that I'm like, I've had... I hated David Lynch, right? Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've appreciated this. I've, I've appreciated his style. Even if I don't like always enjoy what I'm watching, I get what he's doing and I can appreciate it. I own films of his. I'd rewatch them. I like studying them. They're interesting to me. Uh, French New Wave is one that I just haven't been able to cross that threshold. But I think if anybody could cross it easiest, it'd probably be you because you can suspend your belief yeah, I mean... And accept the story is... I haven't seen a itself. whole lot of French New Wave. Most of have, what I have seen um, is stuff like uh, Pere Lofou, uh, Breathless, uh, all by the same director. Um, so I haven't really ventured anywhere beyond that. Right. But I, I like what I've seen. Sure. And so this is what I would say. I mean, in, in kind of um, closing that loop... Uh, this conversation as a, as is a testament, I think, in and of itself, to the fact that even though we like we might disagree on film, we do often. I feel yeah, like. we do. Yeah. But we, but I think that I think that, but we we sh- we share an admiration, and we're both out there seeking it, and I think that that's what makes the difference there, right? And I think that's what's interesting to me is that we're both looking out there, and we both can talk about this. You're not like if I like a film, I, I it's it's really interesting because I I have a certain a certain sort of kinship with you that I wouldn't have with someone who's seen half the films and has a third of the interest in watching them and has all my opinions on it. I wouldn't have the same connection because you have the passion for it. That's what I would say. And I think that that passion has been really present in, in all of our friendship, all of us, including you, Jubal. Like, our whole crew has been, Lord of the Rings being one of the biggest ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Jubal is wearing a Minas Tirith White Ale shirt. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And so it's like, it, and it's, what am I wearing? I'm wearing a Han Solo blaster shirt. So I guess we're all kind of referencing the stuff. But that's what I'm saying. We've all oh, had... there is something on your shirt. Yeah, see, it's just I real can't... faded. Yeah, yeah it looked gray to me. Just... Yeah, you see it? Yeah, I see it now. Okay. But... <laughs> up in Star Wars, this is off in Lord of the Rings. Really interesting. Really interesting. Not a bad uh, franchise. Podcast. Podcast making, huh? <laughs> it's like, look at my shirt. <laughs> Nobody has any frame of reference. So, um... Well, we're talking about using your imagination. I know, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah, just use your imagination. So, be more like Matt at Play by Our Rules. We built a world here, and in this world, you have to guess what's on our shirts. (laughs) Uh, I think that um, the point, again, in in terms of kind of bringing that, uh, that bit of our conversation to a close, we appreciate, I appreciate that you appreciate this stuff, at the very least. And I think that's the same way. Well, I appreciate your appreciation. Yeah, there you go. And it's the same thing with you. And we got, it's the same thing with you. And you, I mean, again, like we talk about this all the time. Like you hate David Lynch. You can't do it. Yeah, no, he's the worst. And so it's like, but we all will have the conversation. And I really appreciate that. And again, there have been things. Um, Lord of the Rings is the one that comes to mind. The, the and it, Especially because that was such a big deal for us in high school. Oh, yeah. But that, that was, I, so much of our friendship was kind of built on that and then on the marvel films and things like that um and obviously we share as you can hear from this range it's like we share that we share this kind of pop culture uh cinema as well as you know 
the works of Akira Kurosawa. Um, and I guess this kind of will be our, our, our segue into, speaking of weird film and, and kind of uh, a different way of, uh, I think in terms of, especially in, in, with American cinema, you know, when you think of the masters and the people who like really break the mold, David Lynch is one. Um, but another one I would say is in terms of writers is Car- Charlie Kaufman. I don't think that, yeah, I think it's, you know, you're, you're, you're guaranteed to go on a ride. Yeah. with his films and I really appreciate that and that brings us to Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind which is the film that Matt picked um, yeah um, it is it's one of my favorite movies yeah it's one of mine uh, too it's probably in my top 10 actually yeah it's um, excellent yeah what is your what was your do you remember the first time you saw it uh, it was a long time ago but um, I think it was with you okay I don't, I don't remember exactly when but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you showed it to me like a long time ago, probably more than ten years ago. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you remember the first time you saw Drupal? I think that was one of those movies that, and we touch on this in the in the episode. I, but like one of the movies that Dad rented. Oh really? Yeah, and um, and I mean, let's see, that it came out two thousand four, so I probably saw it two thousand five or two thousand six, and um. I mean, the best thing to happen to me as far as movies goes around that time, apart from Lord of the Rings, was the rundown. So, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't it wasn't a movie I seemed particularly interested in. But um, and I remember seeing seeing the trailer. And I was like, that looks confusing as hell. And then seeing the name of the movie, and I was like, that looks stupid as hell, because that's too big of a title for a movie. You gotta keep it short and simple. Why not the, the rundown? Or something really good like the rundown. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that title. Three words, one compound word, so you really only got two words. You can't really go do better than that as far as titles goes. Turtle shows, never mind. You know that's kind of that's all right. And then you really watch... roll off the tongue like the rundown does. How did but... you feel about Fallout Boy songs and Panic at the Disco song titles? Awful. <laughs> okay, so I can't even get I can't even get over how long the band name is, much less the song titles. Okay, but. <laughs> Seeing that track of the movie is um, but then I watched it and it blew my mind. Yeah, and I think that was one of those like watching it with your family. You're like kind of got a pillow propped up so they can't see like crying in your corner of the couch. Right. I'm like I'm a teenage boy. I don't cry at movies. <laughs> and I was like, oh. yeah. No, this is so this one is one of my favorite. This is truly one of my my favorite. Uh, you know, movie goer. You know, film watching. Uh, experiences I think that there's a few films that I would put pins in and say this helped build me Sean the 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 you know the film addict and this one was so interesting to me because I so I saw a trailer for it and in contrast I was absolutely in love with it this to date is one of my absolute favorite trailers they play Mr. Blue Sky and it's all so wild. And I was watching what the camera was doing, and 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 it, it kind of blew my mind. And I liked, you know, who, who doesn't like Jim Carrey, right, when you're a kid? Right. And then to watch him, and for me, my favorite reference, and, and it's so funny because I just said who doesn't like Jim Carrey, and the answer to that question is kind of me because I was never huge on H. Ventura or Dumb and Dumber. I really liked Liar Liar, but the idea, or The Mask, I didn't really care for The Mask, but to see him and be like, this funny man looks really serious in this, and this looks really interesting to me. Um, I was just so Funny enamored. Funny man do serious. Funny man do serious. And I was so enamored by that. And I remember 
This is the first film I ever remember, and I think the first film I ever did, seek out a movie review for. And I remember I was with my mom, and it was like a yard sale. We were like, so we're, it's early in the morning, and I'm out there helping my mom like sell stuff or whatever. And I, I was looking at uh, a... Uh, I was, I, my mom had grabbed a paper before and I, it, it wasn't uh, for, to give a frame of reference. It wasn't, if anybody knows, like it, it was a more of, it was a flea market. That's where we were. We were selling stuff and I was just sitting there early in the morning, helping my mom, hoping to make a few bucks. We sell an action figures that I really regret selling now. Yeah. Um, and I was reading this and I, my mom got a paper and it was the, the TGIF, which was their Friday paper, which had all their movie reviews and things like that. So I grabbed it, looked for this review. I read this and I just was so heartbroken because it was rated r and i grew up in a really strict household as it pertained to ratings Aww. yeah and so i was like in, in i'll do you one worse um the uh i was hanging out later with a girl that i would eventually wind up dating and we both kind of had feelings for each other and her and our friend our old friend mark oh, okay went yeah. to go see the movie together and I was like, well, I sure would like to see that movie. I was so <laughs> depressed. And I, I was like, so how was it? I'm, I, was, I think I was 16 when that came out. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, was before you'd be 16, yeah. Yeah, and so I was, I, I and they were talking. They were like, oh, it was so good. And I was just so, I, all, I could not wait. too bad you have been there. Yeah, right. And, I, and, and as soon as I could, I bought it. And I bought it on VHS. I had a Troll Sunshine Spotless Mine on VHS. So, in that wild. Was that on VHS? This would have came in like right at the end, like when VHS were like fading out and they, people didn't, you know, they were cheaper, frankly, than mm, DVDs. Yep. And I was just a, I was just a poor boy from a poor family. Bearing and, his life. Yeah. And so I, 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 I decided that I would, you know, I, I, I decided that like I'd buy it on, I just bought it on VHS. All right. I did. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I, I fell Kinda in love with it. makes you a nerd, but go ahead. <laughs> and, uh. And as you said earlier, you, well, we've talked about this before. It's like if you if you you need to buy a DVD player. I think there's this whole thing. Um, so, but that was my first, and, and that's that was my first viewing of the film. Is when I finally got a hand on uh, a handle on it after. Did like, you, you watch it by work. yourself then, like in a room all alone? I think I might have watched it with Seth. I'd have to kind of fact check that with him, but I'm pretty sure that we watched it together. Uh, I I just, sound, the timeline kind of lines up with when me and Seth were off watching the rundown. Yeah, that's probably so what you probably watch this by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, why'd you pick Eternal Sunshine, Matt? I mean, you you said that it was one of your favorites. It was sick. Is there what what reason? Because when when we say what film connects with you on this like s- very specific level, mm-hmm. why is why is I almost just said, why is your answer the rundown? Why is your answer? You're in my head now. Well, my answer is not the rundown. Why is your answer Eternal Sunshine? See, it's, it's, uh, it's like Chinese water torture. You know, it eventually gets in there. It starts Well, the reason I like the rundown. So, yeah, no. The reason, the reason that you... Sorry, go ahead. You're uh, the the, yeah, the reason why I chose Eternal Sunshine. Um, I mean, the main character actually reminds me of myself a lot, so... What? I know, it's surprising. That I, did I tell you that when we I showed it to you? You did yeah, actually. You reminded me so much. You do remind me of of of. Uh, um, I th- I think he is a little more anxious than I am. Sure. But um, I, I, I think we are very very similar. What would you say is are is so similar? I mean, we're both we're both very introverted. Um, like uh, in the beginning of the movie when he's on the train, um. You know, and, and Clementine comes over to talk to him, and he's just kind of, like, kind of minding his own business. He doesn't really, uh, 
want to get involved in the conversation. So he kind of just says like, yeah, that's nice. And he kind of even short, shoots her away. Short answers, yeah. At one point, even kind of is like, I'm trying to You know, I'm, draw, tra- I'm trying to draw Even here. though he clearly has an attraction to her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think I kind of come off the same way. Sure. Um, not meaning to. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I can kind of do the same thing where I'll, I'll be like, I'll give short answers and seem like I'm not interested in talking when I actually am. Or uh, I, I don't want to be rude. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that similarity is there um i've gotten better over the years but uh, i i think that i have that's your natural demeanor. i think that I, I can go back to that i think it's your natural demeanor i think yeah. that i would uh, I, yeah you both like it, it it appears to me that you both have a have a more quiet external life but a very obviously a very vibrant internal life one of my favorite things about joel is when you start to hear him talk he's incredibly well articulate yeah like he's what even so you know what is it uh constantly talking is not necessarily communicating she gets mad at him but it's like but i think you can see he thought that out he put thought into the words that he was saying and 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 i think that that's i need i know that that's true of you i know that you don't anybody who you know for as quiet as you can seem externally internally it's very loud there's a lot going on yeah there is and so okay so that's why you picked it um i guess let's talk about this a little bit uh Jubal, in, this is a kind of funny question concerning you're sitting in on this one, but you like this film, obviously. Uh, it's not yeah. rundown. You're killing no, me. No, we're not talking. <laughs> we're going to have to edit rundown. out, and I'm not kidding you. We're, we have to edit out that one. We can have like 19 rundown jokes and not uh, Take a different one. I like that one. All right, go ahead. No. Um, it's, it, it's, a, it's a weird to start situation because I also relate with the character a lot, yeah. but it's more so just uh, the inner dialogue of the character. Right. Like, I don't I don't behave the same way he does, but like when when it comes to, like his journaling and you're actually hearing his internal thoughts, I very much so like relate with that kind of like like base zero. And the funny thing is, is I'm a hundred percent as anxious as that guy is. Right. And like I totally related with that. Like this, the, um, the movie is now. 16 years old if you haven't seen it i'm sorry for anything about the spoil but um uh the just the scene when they're in the house and she's like you know let's stay at night there's no one here and he's like no i'm gonna go yeah and she's like you don't have to go and he's like i guy we gotta go we gotta go and he plays it so well too by the way oh he he's... does oh he does so well it's like you feel it i even love yeah there's a point where she's talking and he's trying to talk to and he's like what like he's, you know, she they spoke over each other. It's very natural. Yep. Yeah. But um, naturally uncomfortable, but it's it is. There, there's a lot of relation to the character for me, and just, and it, it plays on just the theme of the movie. It's like if you, if you were someone that didn't like relate to either of the characters at all, any of the characters in the movie, if you just kind of looked on it from the and like you just like kind of look at it. We overuse this word, but objectively. It's very much so about kind of like I feel like the 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 phrase I hear in my head is like, "Is it all worth it?" Okay, sure. You know, and it's like you know because I think most people who have their heads screwed on straight um, spend some time thinking about what they could have done better, or if they should have done that at all, or if this whole situation was worth it, and just feel like wasted time is regrettable. Right. And I think, I think the beautiful thing that, like, just makes me love the movie so much is, like, it's almost like there's no wasted time. Right. The bad memories are every bit as valuable as the good ones. You know, it's, it's, um, 
I don't want to go on about the whole movie and just like pull pull all the seeds out of the pomegranate by myself. But. Right, I hear you. No, well, that's I think that that kind of leads to the question. So, in your assessment, like, what is this film about? And I think you've answered that. Like, what is what is what is what is your like? Yeah. What is your in, in terms of? Um, uh, I, I've said this before, but I, I I can't remember where this quote came from. But it's you know if if, if the I can't remember if it was the book or the film, but like I'll say it's the film. If the if the film is about what the film is about, then you're in deep crap. Yeah. And 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 so it's like all right, well it's about uh, a man erasing his memories of his ex, kind of despite her, you know, in mm-hmm. a sense I think because um, she erased him from her memories. Right. Yeah. Right. But but that's not. But that's not what it's about. So what is it about to you? I mean, a lot of Jubal, what Jubal said, uh, is, I think, very accurate. Um, I mean, I think it, a movie can be also about several things. Right. So, Absolutely. I mean, while that is definitely, I think, a part of it, I also got something else out of it that um, I noticed that in the beginning of the movie, um, it's it's more like, for me at least, that um, it seems like he keeps a lot of things to himself. Right. And she's it, she's always asking, like, oh, I don't know you. I want to know you more. Stuff like that. Yeah. And he's always kind of, like, keeping everything to himself. Right. And I think throughout the movie, like, during his... When he's sleeping and, like, getting the memories erased and he's, like, taking her through his, like, memories that she doesn't belong in, she's actually getting to know him more. Right. And that's, I think that's something that's very important because you don't, you don't want to keep, like, everything, like, just kind of pushed down. Right. And I think that it's um, a good thing, like, a good thing to practice for, like, someone like me who's introverted and uh, for the main character to kind of get the other person to know you. Um, I think that would really hurt, I mean, whoever I end up with. Sure. I think that would hurt a relationship if you're kind of just, like, going along with whatever they want to do or not revealing, like, your true self to them. Um, I, I feel like you should be yourself. Yeah, sure. Basically. And I think that if you're not you're being yourself and you're just kind of, like, you know, uh, catering to the other person um, even though you don't want to. I mean, I... Part of part of a relationship is catering to another person, giving and like, take. Absolutely, but there, there's a there's a there's a level of of doing that too much. Well, in a I way, think in a way, it almost sounds to becoming like, like not yourself. Right. It, well, in a way, it almost sounds sounds like not so much about being being yourself as revealing yourself. Yeah. Because because what happens when yourself is because there's like for example for me there's two mats that I know there's the mat that I'm talking to right now and everything that goes on inside of you and there's the mat that I know who doesn't really can seem like a quiet guy. Might not even seem that opinionated. Kind of just comes, goes to work, does his job, yada, yada, yada. But that's not your, I guess, in the true essence of yourself, that's not who that is. Exactly. But so you have to share that and bring that to the top. And I think I'm very bad at, at revealing uh, mm-hmm. my true thoughts in a lot of, a lot of instances. Um, okay. But yeah, it seems like the, the main character actually, throughout going through his memories and like pulling her through... Like, all the things that she shouldn't be in. Yes. He never revealed to her, like, uh, his childhood and things like that. Uh, she actually got to know him better, like right. like I said. And, um, I, you know, by the end of the movie, spoilers again, you know, 
they're you're like, fine. are we are we gonna be able to make this work? Because I'm gonna get bored of you, and you're, I'm gonna probably leave you. I'm gonna scare you. You know, whatever. Yeah. It it, I feel like it's gonna be better because, you know, the second time through they got they got to know each other better, and they're they're everything's out in the open. I love that because I I I wanted to kind of pose that question. Do you think that it would get better, Jubal? You mean, do you think because they've both forgotten each other, they'd repeat the same mistakes? Possibly. I mean, like, well, in, in general, what I mean is, like, do you think that they're doomed to, to, to repeat that? Yeah, or... No. And because I... I first of all, this, this plays into answering that question, is I love that Matt said that because the funny thing, the, the reason why I love him pulling through all, her through all those memories is because it's not actually her. This is his... This is projection how he of her. sees her. This is a projection of her. And he pulls her through sad memories and humiliating memories and things that he he wouldn't... He never told her, wouldn't tell her. Sure, you know? right. But but because, like, but like her... Even the way he... It's, it's so many layers deep. He's perceiving her as he knows her and the, the way she reacts to these things is how he knows she would, despite the fact that's not actually her reacting that way. Right. So it's like he knows her well enough to know that she can, she can be good-hearted and kind about these things and even help him through these things. Despite even how angry he is at despite, her right now. Yeah, despite how even, or despite how much his memories hurt or despite how much she, he doesn't want to tell her those and doesn't tell her those, he still knows how she'll react. And she's, honestly, in all those scenes, she's like, so... Wonderful. Whatever, like a better word. To answer your question that you just asked, that I lost myself on already. Despite the fact that I said, <laughs> no, you're fine. Are they are they doomed to repeat? Yes. Are they doomed to repeat? I think no, because I think, I think the big thing, the one thing they do know about each other, is they connected and he had the most wonderful night of his life. He said, and then they heard the absolute worst things they could ever say about each other, and they got two of those things. And, like, if you face those, and like, you, you're looking at someone, and you've heard the worst thing they've ever said about you to your face, and that's out in the open, then okay. it's kind of like, we can just it's kind of, kind of a walk downhill from, from there. Yeah, it's yeah. like, sure, you know, that's, that's part of your, like, like, his, like, anxiety, he says in the beginning, you know, he's like, what is it, you, like, dangle sex in front of them? Sure. Or like the only way you get to attention people. She da- dangles the dangles the prospect of, of yeah. Yeah, and and like he says that that's out, out in the open. Like that's a thing that made her that made her ditch, and that's out in the open. And he's like, I don't know why I said that. And she and she says so she comes forward and confronts him instead of being mad and running off and making him wonder. She's like, I don't do that. Right. You know. And so I think like the funny thing is is like it's a conflict that pushed them apart. But at the end, it's like those, it's those conflicts that, that is going to save them yeah. ultimately. Sure. Because that's out in the open. That's something. Well, that, like, communication obviously being so key. And I think yeah. that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. A short, a shorter way to say that. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. And I, and, and to, to be honest with you, and it's, well, first of all, Charlie Kaufman is, like you said, there's so many layers and he's just, what's, he's wild. And what's really wild is this is like, in a way, I think most, his most like accessible film. Mm-hmm. Like, just a first viewer. Because he can be so weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like his other, like, well, being John Malkovich, or even Adaptation is wild. It's so strange. I love it. I adore that the movie. Most you ha- the most suspended disbelief you have to do in the whole movie is just the, the idea that the scientists came up with a way to erase memories. Right. Which isn't that unbelievable. Right. And well, they, they explain the science pretty, in a, in a, yeah, but pretty like, well, I think. Like, the, where, where, you know, it gets 
nauseating for maybe some viewers, like the way his directing is and how weird it gets. That totally makes sense, because try remembering anything the way it actually was. Right. Yeah, because it's all supposed to be, like, in a dream sequence. Yeah, oh, it's dreams and it's memories. and or, Like, memories. Like, they're like, you'll try to remember something, and like, I swore that thing was green. Well, even the most... And like, no, this has been red. The even, barn was red. Right, even the, most, been red. even the most recent studies on memories and things like that prove that you, you remember your m- memories largely based off of, I can't remember where I read this, but, like, the last time you remembered them. And so it's almost like when you're when you're like when you're a young kid and you're doing going back to spelling, when you're like copying your spelling words, if you like mess up on like one of them and you keep copying the one right above it, it's like eventually your memories of the word before that. So if you messed up that word, you know what I mean. And yeah. so it's like this idea. And when you start bringing feelings into it, I mean, how many things have you been? How many times have you been? Have you looked back on your life? And they just, by the way, they just touched on this. I guess brief spoiler for like Barry. Do you guys watch Barry? No, it's, it's very good, and I would suggest it. But there's a scene where this 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 woman is recalling when she left her her ex, and she's like, "Remember, I said, you know, screw you, I'm leaving, and you're you if you like choking me, we'll choke on this. I'm leaving you." And she talks to one of her friends, and her friends like, "You never said that." And she's like, "Yeah, I did. I stood up to him." And she's like, "No, you didn't." And it's like you're remembering. That you stood, and sometimes you, and people do that, I think, in positive ways and in negative ways, where sometimes you remember, you know, I was, oh, we just had a conversation, I just had a conversation with this with someone recently where they were talking about, they can't believe they said this thing to this person, they hurt their feelings so bad, and I think that sometimes that guilt makes you feel like you've done something, maybe a, created like a, committed a greater atrocity than you actually did, mm-hmm. and the reality is that that person was fine, and it wasn't that big a deal, yeah. but we're... You're the most important, you are the, David Foster Wallace says, he talks about this, you're the most real person you will ever experience. So everything in life is contextualized by you and by your emotions. And like you said, even in terms of his like uh, projection of Clementine, it's interesting because, and I think that that's him, like you said, that's him. I think that the fact that he's so angry at her going into this kind of shows that, and I think you could alternately maybe view it like maybe he's, maybe he's seeing only the positive and he's shutting out the negative. I don't know, but I think at the end of the day, What's interesting to me about this is that I like this idea that you can they can erase the mind that the heart remembers. You know? yeah. Like even yeah. at the beginning, they're drawn together. And I think it kind of asks this question. I don't know what the answer to this question is, but is there something more than that pulling you to someone? Is there a soul, right? Is there like, I mean, which I mean, for me, I personally believe that there is, but what greater works are bringing that push you together? You know, and, and can you remember that? Can your heart have memories, so to speak? And I think the film would say yes. No, I agree. And another thing I really appreciate is this idea that, you know, uh, you can, like, adore qualities about somebody and eventually despise those same qualities. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, that's a big kind of smack in the face to, to, to me, and I think to anybody who's, like, and it's not just in relationships, it's even in friendships. You know what I mean? Where it's like you can a quality can frustrate you about a person, and it's like, yeah, but that's kind of, like, why you... You like that about them, but right now you're getting stuck in this and you're getting upset. And I guess it's kind of like this question of, uh, can you, can you work to get out of these things? I don't know. There's a lot of amazing, you know, points that the film makes by exploring what I would say are like the dark corners of romance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Because I do think that the film is romantic in a sense that is completely like any of its, uh, normal descriptions it's like this is what romance is and it's ugly sometimes yeah oh not only sometimes it's it's like it's uh 
it's imperfect at all times, like real life, you right. know? Like, it's not going to be all good times. Honestly, it's like her favorite place is Montauk, right? They go out right. to the IC, like, and. And, like, that's, like, that's her perfect romantic wonderful place, but she busts her ass. Right. And that's kind of, like, a perfect analogy of it, you know? It's, like, you remember this with somebody, but remember you had a headache that whole day. And you had a wonderful time. And that's that's how it really is. Right. You know, there's always, like, there's always, like, you, you like, stubbed your toe. Or there's, like, there's always, there's always, um, what's the term? There's always rocks in the... It's when you smelt something, anyway. There's always there's always dirt in the glass, I guess, glass of water, you know. And that's and the movie doesn't shy away from that. Like any romantic scene or anything like that, it's all it's it never loses its realism. Right. That that there that like there's always like he just said something really rude. Right, but they're they're willing to like go over that, you know. It's like that's that's how it is. You know, you say things like, mm. "Yeah, I wish well, I hadn't could, said or, like, that." Like she could take that the right. wrong way, yeah. you know, or like you know he could take that the wrong way. But that's you know. They, well, even that, it, like, yeah. Well, and that's a great the idea too. This is another thing. Even when you're talking about like him, I, I, this is I appreciate as well because like you watch this and she's kind of she's I feel like she's a rough person. Yeah. To like she's she, yeah, she, I feel like I would need someone like that. To well, push me. I think that that's, first of all, I think that that's a fantastic take on it. Because I think that that's, here's here's why I say that. He's not a walk in the park either. You know what I mean? No, I don't think so. Yeah. They are both, they are, and I think that that's another uh, interesting element to it, is that they are both, even when you're talking about, you know, like. Uh, they're kind of polar opposites. Yeah, they are. And, and But and they're also like, in many ways, a very unhealthy version of, of that. And, and I think that um, when you see that. And again, this is what's so interesting is is this, you meet someone and you idealize these qualities about them. And like you said, and, and I don't know what the saying is, and it's funny too because it's eluding me as well, this like, we're going to say there's always dirt in the glass, but like, yeah. but you know what I mean? There's always like, there's, there, it's not perfect, but you start off and you act like it is, he even says, he's like, there's nothing, I can't see anything about you I wouldn't like. And eventually you see all this stuff. And eventually, sometimes it's like you don't you see too much. It's, it's all you see. You it's know. all you see, and you've missed the fact that a you're not you know the greatest things in sliced bread either. I guarantee you. B you've probably contributed to where we're at right now. Right. And C. I this is what relationships are made of, and I think that that's why commitment is such an important thing. I think that that's really so. The older I get, I'm like that's like 90% of relationships. And that's why I like the beginning of the, or the not the beginning, but the end of the movie when the he's like the, end, yeah. the beginning of the end. But yeah. <laughs> but when uh when she's like, "Oh, yeah, you're not going to when we're, we're going to go yes. apart." And he's like, "Okay." Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I think I, that's I think fantastic. that I think that just finalize exactly what you just said yeah. that was like actually in the movie. Sometimes you have to roll dice on it. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to accept those things in that person and you grow with and, and, and grow grow yourself and, and and try to find a way through it and I think that's what so much of it is because you can always give up and I'm not and this is it's hard when I say stuff like this because I also recognize that some people really are not made for each other like I really do believe that I do believe that some people just don't work but I think that so much of so I say you know I, I say it sometimes some somewhat tongue-in-cheek the you know relationships are 90% commitment but it's a significant part it's a significant part of having the willingness both of you to go through this thing together 
Yeah. And I think if they can do that at the beginning, I think that's where your point's really solid, Jubal. It's like if you've heard all this stuff and you can still commit, maybe the hard work's done for you. Uh, so did you want to talk about the technical side of the movie? Oh, I'd love to talk about that. That's um, that's 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 uh, an element we don't explore too much, usually on here because. But I, I feel like it's a big part. It's so good. This this uh, this film will always mesmerize me with its camera work. Um, I specifically, whenever I think of this film, I always think about two scenes. One, when he's coming out of Barnes and Noble and the lights are turning off, and he walks out and he's in his. Um, that's I believe that was the scene in the trailer. Yeah, that's one of them. But, but but it's beautiful. It's so it's so. And then the other one is when he's he's like laying on the floor, right? And he like flips upwards, and he ends up being on the couch, and he's eating like Chinese food next to her. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's fun for one because it's you know, they're playing with like kind of kind of like toying around with dream logic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's such such. And again, that's how it to, is, isn't it? Yeah. And, and like honestly, that's so good. They like pulls up and he's on the couch eating Chinese food. Like that's how dreams are. Yeah, and right. you don't, like, you don't, and you don't remember where one ended and the last and like one began. Right. And, yeah. and you don't seem like anything's wrong. You don't think that anything's going right. oddly. It yeah, just, there's it no just like, changes. Oh, I'm here now. It's you're right. just like there. Or even when he's turning the dude's face around. Yeah. Which I mean, I, we should probably briefly talk about, and we'll put a pin on this about how uh, creepy Patrick is. Oh yeah. yeah. Because I we just we all watched this together the last time we watched it a couple nights yeah. ago and it's just like you can't watch it, you're just like he's the worst. He's the worst. He's <laughs> awful. He's so creepy. He's but when she's turning Patrick around and it just it's the back of his head. Yeah. And and it's just such an interesting way, and again props to Charlie Kaufman, to ask yourself the question of like how would I write? And then later how would I how would one film mm-hmm. uh, going through memories? Yeah. It's wild. Um actually going through this again, watching it again, uh there was that part in the bookstore where they're talking, and I didn't notice this the first time I watched it. Towards like, the end? No, um, I mean I guess it's, it's somewhat it's toward the end, but it's kind of like in the middle in the somewhere. Bookstore. Okay. But there, yeah, there are you in the bookstore, um, and all the books actually start turning backwards. White. Yeah, that's right. And I never noticed this because it happens so subtly, and it happens like one by one. Yeah, but if you notice, it happens like while they're talking, and yeah, then, like at the end of blank. it, at the end of it, they're all turned backwards, and yeah. I didn't notice that the first time. The funny thing is, like, I, there's so much in that movie that you could waste so much time, or not even waste because time well spent, but, like, spend so much time just talking about this shot or that shot. Like, the one I love is when he's in bed, and he, like, flips over, and then suddenly, and he, like, falls out onto the beach. And, like, this shot, like, I don't know how they did it, but, like, I guess, like, the bottom of the camera was hiding the fact that this shot is actually on the sand, and the top half of the shot looks like his room. And they pull the camera down when he flips the covers, and then there's sand. And now it's he's outside and it's on the beach, and it's like it's a practical effect shot. Yeah. And it just it like shatters your brain. But what honestly I was thinking about like shots that were my favorite, and just like I love the scene. It's actually like the last, or it's one of the last scenes when they're when he's like, all right, this is the last memory, and it's them running down the beach playing in the snow yeah and it plays it over four times the first time is like he like kind of throws the snow back at her and you don't realize it looped until like the third time because like you're just watching and it looks like you know they're just walking and then like they're still moving and then he did the exact same movement again right and and like i don't know what direct cinematographer director magic they did to make the same shot loop four times 
and you not realize it looped at least the first time through. Yeah. You know, it's like it did, but it's 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 so heartbreaking too. <laughs> you know, it's it like <laughs> he's like the last or one of the last things he's holding on to and remembering is just like that. And, like, it slowly starts fading to white, and he's, just like, playing that over and over again. Because, you know, that's the move. That's memory he chose. That's, the, like, the one that he had to repeat. Like, all the other ones he held on as long as they could until they went away, but that one he, like, right. really fought for. Yeah, it'll get you. Well, and this is, and I think it's a testimony to two things about this. First of all, I... I, I I was thinking about this the last time we watched it, and again, I think that um, it's always interesting to me to see. And I'm not. America has a ton of excellent films. We could talk all day long about so many of them. Um, but it's really interesting when you widen your scope to uh, foreign films because you see so many different approaches to filmmaking, and some of them are wildly contradictory or, or uh, challenging to mm-hmm. to traditional American filmmaking. Um, which like beginning, middle, end, you know what I mean? Sort of like uh, films, and and not that and some of them are excellent. You know, The Godfather is a story about characters and people, and it's it's you know one of the best films ever made. Um, but it's it's really interesting to me to find something that breaks the mold, and that I can see kind of elevating and being like, okay, this is weird and strange and different and human. Yeah. And I love that this film does that, and I think that it's it's interesting. We're talking about this when we talked with you and talked about foreign film. Um, but also, I just, I just, I, I just love, and this is why you know my uh, attachment to film always kind of connects largely with the director because it's just so impressive to the way that you communicate these things. The script's excellent, but how you communicate's great. And it's interesting. This guy, Michael Gondry, like I wish that he had to do more. When I saw this film, I was like, this is what film, like this is incredible. Look what you can do with the camera. And there's a few things that are like that. Like it's quite a tonal shift but be kind rewind he directed that yeah and that's that's i actually like that movie i like that movie too (laughs) and i think that he does some fun stuff with it and a lot of it has to do with (laughs) and as i say a lot of it has to do with with the you mentioned practical effects and and i i really appreciate that another one is that and i I watched about half of it i need to go back and watch it and maybe this is something we should do matt because you might be interested in it Is, is kidding have you heard of this uh yeah i think you talked about it before yeah it's jim carrey as well Okay. But he's uh, he plays kind of like a Mr. Rogers type. Did you end up like, liking that? Um, I wound up. I've only watched about half of it. My okay. my take at the time was I do, I was super not a fan of. It's funny. There's this line in the film, and I recognize that it's probably for artistic purposes. But there's a line in the film where his character says, "Please don't use Show. a please don't use a bad word." Yeah, what I say, film. Yeah. It's funny because it's it's kind of is it's it's like a long short story. It's it's only it's nine episodes and it's. Please don't um, use a bad word. When we he says, "Please don't use a." Well yes, exactly. Please don't use a bad word when you can use a good word. But some of it is so crass and gross. And to be completely honest with you, when a film does that. Um, so Noah Bachman is what is an example I would use. Some of his films, like they, they very crass. They're so crass, and that they t- they kind of take you out of it. And so that was kind of happening for me a lot in Kidding, unfortunately. But uh, I will say that I was getting becoming more and more taken with the character of Jim Carrey, which I think it kind of presents like this this question of you know how would a Mister Rogers person type of personality exist today, and with the atrocities that we see in the world. And even our own personal life, how many, you know, uh, challenges we face there and how many, how few of them are black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll 
peek back into that. But yeah, yeah that's interesting. But the films, the, the this this film is is very. Uh, I think it's the pinnacle of of what he can do, and it's it's. I don't think it'll ever not impress me, and I don't think it'll ever not be one of my favorites. No, I I agree. It's uh, it's very impressive, and it gets me on a personal level. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. And like you know, I, I defy you to. To find actual fault with that movie, you know, right. it's like I'm. It's it's just so well done. Like it it doesn't offend. And I don't even mean that it, it does offend. It offends parts of you that, that like, you honestly should kind of get hit. But, sure. but like, it, it's just so, despite being so abstract and so strange a concept and strange of, like, in, visually and even, like, the characters and that, despite being so strange, it's so just understandable and relatable and it's so perfectly neatly packed up. Right into this thing and it's it's truly like it's such a it's a feat yeah honestly to do something that strange but to make it so i hate saying this word because <laughs> but accessible you know it's it's like or it's it's i just, mean that's what it's it is it's, it's it's a feat yeah it is that's about all the time i think we'll we'll uh give to this episode um i think that uh i want to i i as we you know as this i guess becoming tradition here when it comes to a film that is specifically one that you brought to us and that is about you and and i like to kind of ask you know personally and i uh, you know i guess on a broader uh scale what is it that in your assessment is is it that this movie's about? What is it you take from it? What is the practical application? I mean, a lot of it's um, that love can be messy and that you kind of kind of have to go with... You kind of have to, like, get through those things, but to get to that point, I think you need to be more vulnerable, um, especially for introverted people like myself um, and anyone else listening to this podcast. Uh, who identifies as an introvert <laughs> who is introverted that uh yeah i mean just being vulnerable helps a ton that that you can actually it's ultimately what you actually want yeah you know and i i honestly love that you said that because that's what i would wrap it up with is that the ugly is important yeah the ugly is just as important as the good you know it's like and in a way sometimes it's beautiful i guess right yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yes, they have these happy memories, but that comes first. That leads to all all the pain like led them to that point. But, like, ultimately facing the worst things they've said to each other and about each other right. is, is, is kind of like the key that opens the door. It says, you know, like the, the, the sad, angering, cringy yeah. memories of, like, the stuff is, is the important pieces that put you together. You know, don't get no regrets tattoo. <laughs> and not just, I guess, yourself personally uh, in your own history, but even those elements of your relationship together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that, Matt. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that that's, and like I said, that's going to do it for us. So as always, thank you for listening. Drop us a, a, a 
rating, review, whatever on your preferred choice of podcastery. And I guess we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. You know, if there's someone you you want to punish and you hate, show them our podcast. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 